Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. What is going on? I'm going to go live. Actually, I am, I'm already live. I already pressed start, so we are already live. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Oxbibio, D-Rock, D-Livingstone. Woo! How y'all doing today? You doing well? Got up this morning. When I said I'm actually here in Wally World, haven't been in Wally World in a minute. Stepped outside to uh to bring in my uh my latest trash find. So excited about those. Um, June asked me, yo, if they she said if they've got a if they're hollow inside, they could be lamps. They are hollow, um, so they could be turned into lamps. I don't know if you've seen them. You've probably seen them. I posted it on my page. So if you go to the page, you could see it there on the on the page. But I was driving by in Bridgeport and I heard like an alert go off in my head, like ding, 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 ding. It's like, yo, yo, that's a good find, man. So I, you know, zip by, put the car in reverse, and stop to put them in the trunk. Yo, I think I'm gonna put plants inside of them. 
It's just something about taking care of plants. Got one of friends online who's who's you know, she's in love with her plants. I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'll become that obsessive. I don't even know if I'm going to put plants in it. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I saw the value in them on the side of the road, and um, I was compelled. Yes. I was compelled to pick them up, put them in the car. So that's what I did. And I have them here. And so I'm outside this morning, bringing them in to see where I'm going to arrange them in the, in the studio. And my neighbor is there with her, uh, I, I could just imagine her grandson. And she's asking me, what's on top of the car? I'm like, what do you mean what's on top of the car? I say, yo, what's that on top of the car? Is that, is that bird shit? Like, yeah, it's bird shit. Fucking birds been shitting on the car and so now you know i've, I've got to get the bird shit off the car i'm like what am i gonna do it's bird poop so i'm not a violent person you know but i tell you they are pressing my luck man they are really they're really tempting me they're really tempting me to say yo what are you doing this is not this is not cool i think they're doing it like intentionally i had um i had some garbage bags you know the big giant uh I don't know how many gallons they are, but the big giant uh, garbage bags, I cut them open and, you know, put them on the top of the car as a deterrent. But the wind blows during the night, so, you know, they still get me. It's only a car. It's water. I can wash it off. It's more annoying than anything else, but uh, that's where we are. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend, you know, have um, had up yesterday. One of the uh, not one, one of the founders of um, Atria running, I might have butchered that. Michael uh, Kragic, Kragic, I might have butchered that too. But it's like magic and put the cray in the front of it, so he said it's like Kragic. Yeah, that's it. And the whole idea of taking an idea that you have in your head and saying, "Yes, I want to create this thing," even though there are other brands out there. I am still going to venture out and pursue my goal, my passion. Yeah, you got to love that. Mm-hmm. So we might have the CEO of uh, EDNA, Edna, I believe it is, um, in Kenya, Kenya uh, shoe manufacturer. And she's a female, so she may be on. So I'm waiting. Uh, that's going to be later on today. It's excited about that interview as well. Also, we have John Castro. This young man used to be a supervisor over at the D&D in the evening when I would come by. Uh, you know, I'd stop in in the morning, drive through, you know, do my morning routine, and then head on my day. Um, and then sometimes I'd swing back around in the evening and sit down. And John was always, you know, very responsible. Uh, you know, and, and it's good to see just kind of someone um, bucking the trend of what society says you know the image that society may have of young people uh, you're not not responsible they're not going to they're not going to you know they're not go, they're not going to you, you you get what you pay for and they're not they're not they're not dependable they're irresponsible you know they, they, they they're going to be careless just just the whole host of things this guy was not any of those things you know what i mean i was always i was like yo he's he's he was a leader and you could see those characteristics within him um, from during the time I'm just sitting down in D and D. So it's like, wow. Okay. One day, you know, I'm in there and I got my running gear on. So he says, yo, you run? I'm like, yeah. He said, my pops is a runner. I was like, really? Who's your pops? He told me who his father was. I was like, look at that small world. His father is 
Miguel, who um, is one of the guys who uh, talked me into running a marathon. So we're going to be having... Uh, we're going to have uh, John Castro on the show. Looking forward to that. Now, he's the owner of a, um, a barbershop. I seen him and my sister was at the uh, the expo here in uh, in Connecticut. And I was like, yo, John, how you doing, man? It's been a minute. Yeah, you know, I'm just taking classes. You know, he's cutting hair. And then, he, you know, he, don't, he didn't just want to be a barber. He wanted to be an owner, an operator, an entrepreneur. And it, it is as exciting. I get excited about stuff like that, seeing young people venturing out and saying, no, I don't want to just be a cog in the wheel. You know, I want to try to do something else. I'm right. I celebrate that. I get excited about those kinds of things. So, yes, he's going to be on the show this evening. And yeah, I think that's it. I know. I think there's somebody else that, that's on there that, um, that we're going to have. Um, where is where is let me see if I can find this this book this book that I I I um yeah that I picked up as a result of joining or applying for um yo it's in here somewhere yeah I got these chips from um from Marshalls yo they um yo opening the bag sometimes it's like yo it, it can be challenging i'm like i'm gonna have to probably get a scissors because as i get older if i'm still eating chips or whatever this might be a little tough to get into but it's sweet potato chips and um yeah supposedly gluten-free with sea salt you know and then and then these were like the cassava cassava chips jalapeno Got a little little bite to him. Got a little bite to him. You know, this was. Don't tell me I left that book. Don't tell me I left that book. Uh, yeah, I might have left. No, I got it here. So it's out on the wire. Is the name of the book. Um, out on the wire is one of the resources that I discovered. when I applied to this PRX Google program, right? And so by through applying for it, I was like, oh, okay, let me get this book um, by the author. Her name is Jessica Abel, right? And so Jessica Abel, she's a cartoonist. And, you know, I've been following her since. Uh, here's the book. Here's the book I was talking about. On, out on the wire. The Storytelling Secrets of the New Masters of Radio by Jessica Alba and the forward by Ira Glass. Ira Glass is, um, you know, he's, he's one of the legends in the radio game, This American Life. And so I reached out to her, been following her since, I think, the first time I applied to uh, uh, the PRX Google program. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a decent, this, this looks like an, an interesting um, read, you know, she's a cartoonist, so it makes it engaging, um, you know, you got pictures, so I'm like, okay, I like how they mix the two together, she has a, a podcast, I had listened to the podcast, and then, and then the book, the companion book, so we've been, fo- I've been following her for some time now, 
uh, on Instagram. And so I reached out to her and was like, yo, I would like for you. I didn't say yo, but uh, I could have said yo, but I didn't say yo. I would like for you to be on the show. And um, she responded. Actually, her people, Lou, responded and said, yes. Uh, do you have a, a link that would um, allow her to schedule? And I was, hmm, well, no, I don't have a link. <laughs> but that is something to get into, something to consider. And then I remembered Calendly. Oh, let me go and download that app. And so, yes, now I have a calendar. Oh, you can look at the calendar. Because I was trying to coordinate with um, Miguel and Sean. I thought it would be cool to have these three guys on the show. Black guy, white guy, and a Puerto Rican guy. You know, who are connected through running. And you find that you have more in common besides just running. So I thought it'd be cool to do a show. So I'm trying to get those two to get their schedules worked um, out so we can uh, do this episode. So I'm like, yo, this calendar thing would come in handy. So I'm like digging the calendar, you know. I had Google. Um, it syncs with Zoom. And sometimes I'm a little, a little late. You know, you get accustomed to doing something a certain way for so long. And you're like, ah, you may not want to change. This change is necessary. And sometimes when you don't change, it can become, you know, it can become problematic. So mm, someone had mentioned uh, Zoom. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of good on what, you know, eh, nah, I think I'm going to stick with what I know. It's comfortable. Stepping out of it, staying in the middle, you know, and where it's comfortable, it's comfortable. I was like, mm, nah, I'm good. I'm, I like what I'm doing right now. I like the tool that I'm using. I'm happy with that. And um, I think I'm going to stay with it. And when I started, you know, since the lockdown now, it has changed some things. And now you realize, oh, this is, this is an incredible tool. Everyone is using this tool, you know. Family's using it for like family game night. Like, oh, that's nice. Hmm? They have game night. I'm not particularly one for games or whatever. I like fun. I uh, don't want to do games, but that's just me. Everybody's different. Everybody has, has their own personal preference, things that they enjoy doing. Um, so, yeah, you know, you got to gotta love that, got to respect that. And so I do. I, I try to respect people's, uh, people's uh, you know, uniqueness, celebrate it. Hmm? So we had an interview and um, it was with a young lady. I think I might have talked about this before, uh, but her, she was while she was talking, she was looking off camera as if to see what was going on and was telling somebody, no, no, wait, wait, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing an interview. I was like, well, you know, thinking as a parent, like, well, who is my who's my daughter talking to? Like, I would want to know. So I'm like, yo, get your mother, tell her to come. Let her know who you're talking to or whatever. And you find out that this young lady is a, um, you know, an aspiring author. She actually wrote a book. And her mom's like, yo, she's got to, you know, maybe consider getting someone to edit the book. I was like, okay, well, you know, I know a couple of authors, you know, a couple of doctors, some people with some big brains. I figured, you know, we would link the two together and possibly put her in contact with someone that could um, edit her book. Um, and get her situated. Those kinds of things of what I do the show for in terms of connecting people 
with resources, young people with, with resources, and you have access to people who are doing some incredible things, and to be able to reach back and to uh, assist someone else who is aspiring to be where you are, or go even further than that, and you playing a, a, a role in that, in a, in a young person's life, is um, that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. I was sitting here. I was telling um during the interview, what's up, Bruce? During the interview with Ernest Gibson, I was uh I was um, you know, talking about reflecting on my time with um with Mr. Mickens, you know. And I was like, I'm sitting down there and I'm I'm reading, you know, I was writing, making a post and and I found myself like in tears, yo. I was, I was crying because I realized that it was through this relationship um, with this principal and him pouring into my life, it made a difference. You know, it made a difference. And yeah, I was like, this is from like, he, he wrote this, he signed the book in like 1995, you know? Um, and I just ex- took that as a pitch and just kind of put it there. He's like, thanks, support, thanks for supporting our young people. I'm so proud of the progress that you've made with your life. I will never forget the help that you gave me when I just started here so, nine years ago. Best wishes to you and your family. And... You know, I put this in a frame because here I am thinking, I don't know if he knew at that point um, the impact that he made on my life. And because of that, it helped to shape the person that I am today and causes me to do some of the things that I do and the desire to want to help people, young people. And he's thinking, he's telling me, thank you for helping me early on in the beginning. You know, and so it was. I'll never forget. What's up, Celestine? Standing, you know, Mick, Mr. Mickens. You know, standing in his office, and in the conference room, Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson was the uh, was the track coach, and he was asking me to put in some hours. I'm like, you know, so after the you know after the day, would you mind helping out? And my question was. Is it going to be overtime? You know, and I think that's a valid question. I had learned from Mrs. Harris to Miss Harris to to uh, to never settle to you know find out what you what you're working towards and how much you work how much you're going to be compensated. Don't let anyone take advantage of you. You know, make sure that they pay you what you're worth. So I asked him, "Is it going to be overtime?" Well, Mr. Jackson went into this long soliloquy about. Don't you know who you're working with? Don't you know about Mr. Mickens? The all of the the, the benefits you're gonna get from working around him and just being in his presence and blah 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 blah. He went on and on and on and on, and I was just like, okay, okay, is this? I, I don't I don't really get a yes or no out of all of this going back and forth. So I, when he was done, the question was still there in my head: Is this gonna be overtime or or is it straight pay? How, how does it work? I just just trying to figure it out but yeah i'm interested and so i did i stayed and he gave me the responsibility yeah mick was the man he gave me the responsibility of 
you know, taking care of the bulletin boards in the school. Now, and you think about pictures and you think about like that was Instagram before Instagram for me. Like he knew the power of pictures. He knew the power of recognition, recognizing people. He knew the power of saying like, yo, this is a sign. I'm putting this sign up and I'm expecting you, the teachers and the students to abide by these rules. And if you don't, there are going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They called me down at his office and was like, you got the job. He's like, yes, I don't know what you need to do. You need to go find you a suit. And I'm like, yo, Mick, I ain't got no, I ain't got no money like that to be going buying a suit. Brand new suit. What am I, I went to a thrift shop and uh, I bought a used suit. I bought some used clothes from the Salvation Army, you know, thrift shop. I was like, yo, okay, fine. All right, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. I bought me some used clothes. And um, yeah. I think I bought new shoes. I didn't buy used shoes. I bought new shoes. I might have bought new shoes once, but for the most part, it was a new pair of shoes and new, and new suits and a new shirt, you know, and tie. And so I was, I was there. I was newly graduated from high school, and now I'm, I'm being called Mr. Oxley. So Mick would get over the loudspeaker, Mr. Oxley, report to the office, please. Mr. Oxley, report to the office. So I'm coming downstairs. You know what's going on? Mick would stop and say, yo, did you bring your car today? Did I bring my car today? Is that what you made this announcement for over the loudspeaker? Yeah, I got to get my glasses, man. So I would drive Mick to go get his glasses, you know, Bushwick and section of Brooklyn. And he'd go to um, get his glasses or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And we spent time, we would spend time together um, in the school. He, you know, he, he would assign a task, give me an idea of what he wanted, and release me to accomplish the task. And so I would do all of the, um, the bulletin boards, most improved student, student of the month. You know, he just found a reason to recognize kids. That was his thing. And so after school, he would walk around the building and I would walk around the building with him. You know, he'd have his papers. He'd give me his papers and he'd have a hammer in his hand. And this is during the middle of the crack epidemic. So Mick, I'm behind him. He's walking. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got this rough exterior. He's not a punk. People know him. They respect him. He's patrolling the school building perimeter to make sure that the kids are safe and there's not a problem. And he would call to get the police priest, the police to have a presence around the school. That was his thing. And he was, he was, he was serious about it. He had this rule, no hats. He would tell me, Derek, he'd call me downstairs over the loudspeaker, and then we'd patrol the, the building. You know? He said, Derek, yeah. He'd put a sign up, you put up a rule, you gotta enforce the rule. If you're not gonna enforce the rule, don't put the sign up. Okay. Thanks, Mick. What am I, what, what, what do you say to that? You know, I'm, this was, I was just out of high school. Yeah, he was like, he was my modern day Joe Clark. I'm just out of high school. He's giving me these rules. And so we're walking around. Now we'll, we'll pass by, you know, the, 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 the doors at Boys and Girls High School would have like a little pain, like most schools, that you can peer into the classroom. Mick would peer into the classroom. And if a kid had their um, hat on, he would, you know, the student, he said, watch that. When I go inside, the student, the teacher is going to start telling me about 
you know, I was just saying to him to take off the hat. And yeah, invariably, that's always the case. He would go inside, you know, he had the key, open up the door and take the hat. And she, you know, I was just telling them to take, yeah, yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk later. He was no joke. And he would take their hats and he would put them in these large garbage bags, like just dumped in the large garbage bag. And then the parents would have to come up to the school to, re, to get the 5950 hat. Now they all look alike. They're all New York fitteds. What do you, what do you, how you distinguish one New York fitted from the other? I mean, they weren't all New York fitted, but they were pretty much fitted cats. And so, but you couldn't come up to the school during normal business hours. He's running an operation here. You got to come up after work. You start coming up after school, after work to get a $25, $30 hat from your kid because he didn't follow the rules. You gonna be pissed as a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that was him. That's what he did. He would, I, would, I remember walking into the office one day and he's on the phone with someone from the Board of Education. And so I could tell the call is pretty important. So I'm respectful. I'm backing out. And he motions to me, no, 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 stay. And they're talking about metal detectors. And if this was, this was Midwood, I'd have metal detectors. They were upset because Mick was delaying people from coming into school. He was searching them. He would stop them and search their bags. You know? He would stop and search their bags. You got to be here at a certain time. And after that time, he would lock the doors. So imagine being outside. It's raining or snowing. You got there late. Now you can't get in. You got to wait to the next period. Where do you go? Where do you go? There's no place to go outside of boys. You go back home. You get got off the bus. You got there late. Where are you going? There's no place really in, in close proximity. There's a park across the street. Where do you go? You got it's, it's snowing. It's raining. You better get there on time. You know, there was like a little underpass you might go and hang out under there until they open up the doors or whatever. But he was, he was, that was the type of individual that he was, you know, it's like a no nonsense type of guy. So that's my, um, that's, that's, that's where, that's my mindset, you know? And so I do this for, for, for young people. I do it for, for, for those who, who might have a dream, might still have something that they want to pursue. And they're not quite certain, like, should I do this thing? Or not? Should I should I should I try it, or should I just continue to go with the um, with the flow, with you know, with the status quo? I'm I'm really not. I've never been like a status quo type of guy. That has never been my my. It's never been my mode of operation, man. It's not. It's not. It's not cool. It's kind of eh, kind of bland. You know, I like spices. I like spices. You like spices? So yeah. I am, oh, it's 9.23. I better get to moving. Uh, first one starts at 10 o'clock. So I might wind up having to do this one um, by the D&D because if I try to get there now, I might be late. So that's it, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, we are out of here. We got, like I said, we have an interview set with uh, Joe John Castro. He's um, a former employee at the D&D where I used to uh, go in the morning, kind of hang out. That's where Behind the Wheel started. I would get in the car, drive, leave from here, drive through the drive-through, and, you know, and then come inside. 
or, you know, when I was, if I went through the drive, I would just kind of go on my day. And sometimes I would just hang out in D and D and work on, you know, the podcast before, you know, because I was editing. I would have you send me, yeah, that mic. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, it's my mic. Yeah. I like it. I gotta, I gotta fix it. Yeah. Yep. So that is it. I am, I'm excited about it, you know, seeing it continue to grow and so I had applied to the PRX Google program, and it's because of going through these, these adjustments that you learn different things about um, podcasting, the industry, where it's going. And I'm excited about it because following it and, and, and seeing it, I was at, you know, spending time with Mickens, it kind of gave me the courage to kind of venture out and do some other things. And when I was at, uh, it gave me the courage to leave from working with him after four years and saying I wanted to try something new. And then spending time in a different community, figuring I want to be able to apply the learning that I, the experience that I got from him in a different environment to see if this is, if this is practical, if it's something that can be transferable. And yes, it was. I started off as an outreach worker in East New York and got promoted to a case manager and then a senior case manager and then left from there because I wanted to work closer to home and went into a completely different field which means which meant I had to I had to become familiar with it that was education that was kids and going to retail and retail management now you're dealing with you know widgets and digits and and, and stats and metrics and people and HR and it was just yo it was a different industry so I had to be I had to get up to speed and now with podcasting you just get, trying to get familiar with what this whole thing is about and it's it's um it's interesting you know it is it is fascinating i'm fascinated by audio i was you know i, I would spend time in 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 the car like i used to buy these um remember you remember cds remember cds success magazine would have these uh, inside of um inside of the magazine i think i just bought the magazine just for the cd you know, or books on tapes. So during the time that I was commuting, you know, I'd pop a, I'd pop a book in. It's like, okay, let me find out something about management, communication, just different things, you know, and all this stuff becomes applicable now. People just do shows around some of the most idiotic stuff, you know. What can I tell you? So I made a comment, and then I'm out of here for real this time because I'm just going to go down the street. And, and do his interview. I'm not going to try to drive all the way to Bridgeport and sit up inside. And so I go to, um, I make this post, right? Because I know this stuff, you know, like there's this pose, a common pose that people do. And I've been seeing it for a while. I'm like, why, do, why is everyone doing this particular thing? I'm like, everybody's doing the same thing. Like, I never just wanted to do the same thing. I mean, you do what you like. And and I have a, I have a quirky sense of humor. And so I had seen a couple of them back to back as I'm scrolling through my feed. And so I made a post about it, you know, and come to find out there's a whole reason. There's a whole rationale why people pose the way they do. You know, I'm not I don't care how you pose. I'm not particularly in the market for a partner at the moment. So I'm like, OK, that's nice. But I mean, you start to it's like if every model, if every runway model came down and walked the same way look the same way, pose the same way, how boring would that be? To me, it's just like, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like, ah, uh, dad, go on. There's gotta be, you weren't, 
we weren't put on this earth to be like everyone else. We weren't. I just can't imagine that God is sitting somewhere, she's sitting somewhere and saying, I gave these people all this creativity and the best they could come up with is to, is to duplicate what somebody else did. I remember at one point it was the pictures with the three, you know, the three together, the three images. I was like, okay, everybody's doing that. If everybody's doing that after a while, it just, ah. Uh, so I used to hate the radio. Somebody, they would play this. I don't even turn it on. I don't remember the last time I turned on the radio. When was the last time you listened to the radio? I couldn't tell you the last time I turned on the radio because it's like, it's the same. They play the same old songs and it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm talking about the polls I mentioned yesterday. It, it's, it's funny to me. It's not like, I'm not talking about people, just, just the whole idea of we are original. We are created to be we, we're unique. We're unique. And because we're unique, like, why would you, why would you pigeonhole yourself just to be, you know, if you do it because you do it, that's what you want to do, do it. I don't really care. But the whole idea, what I care about is, is the idea, oh, I'm getting that alert, 10 to 10.30. Yeah, it's like a half an hour. Why are you giving me the alert? And so, because I, I set the alert to 30 minutes before I start. Okay, that's why I got the alert. And so, I make sure my battery's charged. Okay, I'm charged. So when I bolt out of here, I don't, um, you know, I have power. But the whole idea for me is, and as far as like young people, you know, we talk about um, social media and how we are, you know, we're driven by it and you're not too far away from your phone. So when somebody tells you, you know, I, I, I missed your call, you're like, you, your phone is never with... Not it's never with you know within reach arm's length of you. You kind of kind of keep it close to you. So when somebody tells you, "Yo, I was calling you," and you said, "But my phone, I, I you know I, I didn't have my phone. You know, like I didn't I didn't have it. I might have I have it in airplane mode. Like I don't know. It's hard to tell someone. It's hard. That's like you know they lying. Just say I didn't feel like picking up the phone, man, because you always call in with some BS, and I really didn't want to hear you. Just be honest. We should be at that place now in society. Like, just be honest with people. Like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I really want to talk to you. And as a matter of fact, I think I'm just going to delete your number out of my phone because I really don't want to talk to you anymore, ever, ever again, ever, ever, yes, ever, ever. And so, when I see that you, you know, you're we're following these these trends and you can always tell to like a trend like you're following trends like it's trendy it's cool i don't i've never been like on the wave like they're doing that when they start doing that then i'm stopping i just can't i just becomes huh. it's like really so like it, it, it to me it's funny mm -hmm. to me it's funny so like they had, they, they, like, so the back, you see that? Like the back part of your jeans right here, you can see that the back part of your jeans is called like the yoke. And, and so I sewed. And so I took the back part out and would get leather or suede and put that inside of my jeans because nobody else had it. It was different. It was different. I just, you just don't want to be like everyone else. Like, what is the point of that? 
It's so it's so ridiculous to me. Like I would see, I, I just would see things and I was like, yo, that doesn't make sense. Like, why is everyone? I don't know if you ever caught the train and you know you commute, you used to commute from Long Island and, and come into like 34th Street Penn Station. And get in Penn Station and everybody had a tan trench coat. I'm like, yo, everybody's got a, a, a Burberry trench coat, like a tan trench coat, a London fog. Everybody's got, they had a special on these. Like everybody had a London fog. Every, I'm like, why is everybody wearing the same tan thing just to fit in? Like that's so freaking stupid to me. I can't understand that. Like at one point, and I had one of these blue, it was like this blue, I don't remember the name of the blue shirt that people were wearing. And everybody had one of these blue shirts. I bought one and I was like, I'm not wearing my blue shirt anymore because if I come in here to work and he got on the blue shirt and I got on the blue shirt, <laughs> I just, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to look like you. I don't, I don't want, no, no. I don't mind being in, in uniform. You know, you're on a team, you're playing on a team. Everybody's, you know, we're uniform then. We're on a team. I get that. But if we're not on the team, I don't, you don't want to, do you want to show up to the party, Jasmine, Tangle, huh? And somebody got on the same outfit as you, the same outfit, the same shoes. You got on the same shoes as me. You got on the same outfit. You just, you just went to the store, looked at the mannequin and said, yeah, give me, give me that. Yeah, give me that. I'll, I'll take two of those. I just want, I just, no, nah, I don't, no. I just want what the mannequin got on. Like, you just not even going to think about your outfit? You just going to get the mannequin? Just give me the man, what, whatever the mannequin, however, who dressed up the mannequin? Let me get that because I, that's what everybody's wearing. That's what I want. I don't, I don't, mm-mm. I don't do that. I, I would rather, I would no sooner go to the Goodwill you know what I mean? I would no sooner go to the Goodwill and find something and revive that and put a different spin on it than just follow the trends. You know? The only thing that I might follow trends in, not even so much trends, it's like technology. Like, if you've got a better sneaker, I might. I might. I will. I'm not even going to lie. I am. Because I, I, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm a sneakerholic. So, yes, I will. I will. I will get the new one, you know, that's it. And not always. I was good. I was good yesterday, though. I was in Marshalls and um, they had a pair of Nike Reacts, you know, Nike Reacts, $49, $49. That's the first iteration. Black, it has some like pink on it. 12 and a half. They had like three sizes of the 12 and a half, like the 12 and a half. That's how we about like a 12 and a half, you know, and I'm like, yo, this, this would be a good buy. You know, the sneaker, the sneakerholic in me was like, yo, Derek, you know, this is a good deal, right? You know, you can't, you could, this is, this is cool. It's black. It's functional. It could go with some other stuff. You know, you should. I mean, it's, it's on sale. You deserve this. You know what I mean? You deserve to get this. Why don't you get this? And I'm like, yo, that looks, so I need some scotch tape. Some scotch tape, you see that? I gotta move that. I'm gonna move that from there because you can see that. Move that camera. All right. Anyhow, so yeah, I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on the, um, I'm good on the Nike while I was there. But I did buy some stuff from Marshalls while I was there. Mm hmm. Go in and got some pasta or whatever. But yeah, I'm not, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that now. Now it's like, yo, you have something on your mind. And I don't know if you function out. It's yeah, it's good. It's got to be functional. Yeah, you you want something. You want something that is going to um, that's going to stimulate you. And when you find something that wakes you up early in the morning, keeps you up late at night, other things start to on on the fringes start to be less important. You know. Other things start to be less important. Like I, I, I threw out and gave away a bunch. Good morning, Rosie. A bunch of suits. Like I don't. I have. I have two suits. You know what I mean? I have two suits. No one. Two jackets. Three jackets. That's not. That's not running gear. You know. But I had. I used to go to church. I had like suits, different suits. You know. And um, the lapel, the lapel, once the lapel, the, you could tell like a dated suit by the, the width of the lapel tells you a lot about the suit, but I don't have any suits anymore. I got jackets. I'm like, you know, I might have to start being a little bit more conscious because of like, I can't always be in running gear, you know, and you know, you're interviewing people in your video. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a low key kind of guy. That's, I'm, 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 a, I'm a minimalist. So I've got to, I got to find like a minimalist style. So I got some stuff that I in the closet that I had to pack up and, and take down to the Goodwill. Probably do that this week, you know, just put the stuff in it. Because if you haven't used it, if you haven't used it in like, I don't know what the time frame is, but when I'm when I'm clearing out the closet, I will have a time frame for it. Like, yo, if I haven't used this by now, yo, you go into the Goodwill. Somebody else might be able to utilize this, but I, I can put on a pair of pants. And, and like three shirts and just rock out. Yo, man, I'm like, since I started running and the suit that I do have, like I've thinned out. So now I don't have a sewing machine, you know, where I can say, you know, I can just take it in, taper it in or whatever. Because I do have, you know, a particular set of skills. I started running and now I don't fit them anymore. So I'm like, okay. Well, I've got this dilemma. What am I going to do? You know, but where am I wearing a suit? You know, those things are not that important. So I've got like, I got three shirts. I can say I could wear this and, and I can be good with that as long as I have this and, and, and you know, writing or whatever. And now I'm going to get focused on it. You know, I take a lot of heat sometimes for writing. I do because I should care more. I do care, but I care less about what people think about me. But it doesn't bother me. Like, it, that stuff doesn't bother me. Like, I know, I know that anything I put my mind to, I'm just dumb enough to believe that, that I can do it. You know? And I want to convince people that you should be dumb enough to believe the same thing. Yeah. You should be dumb enough to believe the same thing. Like, to think, like, I didn't know that writing could be, you could get paid for your ideas it wasn't presented to me in that way it was just like we were just doing stuff i had teachers tell me stuff like i got mine you got to get yours like i got mine what mine what and you got to get yours like what like that's not an incentive for me to want to learn yeah that's 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 faith yeah i believe that man i really believe that and i can see it like when i sit down and i say okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put some time in um, you know, my first marathon, five hours and 25 minutes. And then I was like, yo, I got back to the car. 
Sean and them left message. Hey, Derek, how's it going, man? Listen, man, I hope all is well. Uh, we about to, you know, be back at the house. I checked the next message. Hey, Derek, man, we going out grocery shopping. Hey, Derek, we're doing. He was, they were done. They were done and on with their day. And I was still out on the course, thugging it out, you know? I felt like I was a woman going through menopause, I tell you, you know? It was cold. It was brick the morning of the race. So I put on, I had to buy a jacket. I had to buy a jacket. Actually, the young lady I was dating at the time bought a jacket. Because I didn't, I didn't even have my wallet. I didn't bring anything. She bought a jacket for me so I could keep warm. So now I get out there and I'm running. It starts to warm up. I take the jacket off. I tie the jacket around my waist because it's a biking jacket. So it's brand new. I'm not going to throw it away. Now I'm hot. You know what I mean? So the beginning, cold. Towards the end, I'm hot. I tie it around my waist. I got it wrapped around my waist. I have on a pair of Argyle socks. Argyle socks. Up knee high argyle socks, right? Calf coming, but to the calf. I bought compression tights. I had white compression tights on, black shorts. So you got the white peeking out underneath the black shorts. I got on this crazy green, lime green jacket and shirt, and and um, pair of Brooks sneakers. And there is, you know, as I'm approaching the the finish line, I realize, yo. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a good look for me. For me. Now, it might be a good look for somebody else. It's not going to be a good look for me to have this jacket. I could pull it off, but I don't want the jacket around my waist. So I'm going to put the jacket on. So now it's just green. It's hot. It's, it's, it's not a good look. I'm in agony five hours and 25 minutes. There is this white woman in front of me. She has on, like, black tights. Peach singlet, doesn't even look like her hair is out of place. She's got on peach shades, you know, and she's smiling. I'm behind her in agony. I cut her out of my pictures, yo. I cut her out of my pictures because I'm a black man. This white woman is in front of me. She's smiling. And I'm behind her like, nah, it's not going to be a good look. I don't mind being behind her or being there, but I'm not going to. Why, why, I'm not going to, why would I do that to myself? I have, I have standards. I have, I have a reputation. God forbid somebody sees that. What? No. I realized it was a thing. I got checked. You know, the male ego is fragile. I got over it, yo. I got over it. I said, okay, you know what? Fine. I got checked. I got better though. I put my mind to it and I got better. I got faster, you know. I'm not afraid to put put goals out there you know John Maxwell one of my um one of my favorite authors not so much now because he talks a lot about leadership and I went to do a search about John Maxwell and leadership and Trump and I haven't heard him say anything about Trump so I really don't be I'm really I haven't bought a, another John Maxwell book in a while but Maxwell used to say this thing about um you know everything rises and falls you know like on leadership you know, he was, he was, he was big on leadership. Mm-hmm. But now he hasn't said anything about Trump and leadership. So I don't really, I don't really be messing with, with, with Maxwell like that. That's just, that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you, you know, but, um, it is, it is, it's a lot, man. There's Maxwell, huh? Chick, yeah, that, that's a term. You when a woman, when when a woman beats you, yo, I have been running uphill, 
um, and passed by a woman pushing twins in a stroller, a double stroller going up a hill. I just pull over to the side and tie my laces, you know. I got stuff to do. I'm going to pull over, tie my laces. Because that's embarrassing, yo. But if they are conditioned, if they've been conditioned and they're working and they're out there running, running is something I picked up later on in life. It is not something that, that I was doing all my life. But I know if you sit down and you put in the time, if you put in the time, you'll reap the rewards. You put in the time, you'll reap the rewards, you know. And so I, I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that I sat down and, and and gave myself a challenge that I think that I could um, I could write a, a story a week. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a story a week about running and mix it with music. And then each week I'm going to put this together. So now but I want my music. So I have to learn how to to do this. So I'm going to teach myself how to do this. And I'm going to do this for a week, you know, each week. I end up doing it for two years. For two years. So now I have the material for two years to turn it into a story or a book or or whatever it is you want to do with it. But it's the whole idea. The, the, The initial idea was just start, just practice, develop the discipline. You put in the discipline. You put in the time, you get the result. I got better. The idea is never to be was never to be a rapper. The idea was to de- to develop the discipline of doing it each week. And the funny thing is, when someone sees you doing something, it inspires them to do something else. They've got this thing inside of them that gives them the courage to venture out there and do something else that they wouldn't normally do. So it's crazy as it sounds, you know, why is this guy doing it? Like, why are you, you thinking you want, you want to, huh? You want to rap and all that? So yeah, I said, okay, let me, let me get it. Let me get a mic, you know, let me get a mic, get a mic and got a mic. And, and I said, yo, let me, let me, um, let me take the studio and me go into the bathroom. Right. And you can imagine like a, a half circle. And, you, you know, the moving blanket is up top. I, I posted a video of it. The moving blanket is up top, rolled up. So when I go in there, so it's out of place when you're normally, when you're not in the studio, if you need to do voiceovers or, voiceovers or whatever, you know, bungee cords circling it around. I let it down, hangs down, and you can sit there in there, and then you, you're doing voiceovers. This is a whole industry. And the thing is, you have something in marketers and then they'll get you in a funnel. They teach you how to do this. I, I, I can't tell you how many, um, I can't tell you how many, um, posts, how many sponsored ads that I see in my feed about podcasting. It's a major industry and you don't have enough black voices in the industry. So you think about business and I think about this, um, this whole application process for the Google podcasting program or, or when I was thinking of, of doing the FedEx small business grant, podcasting is a business. It's a radio. It's basically, you're, you're basically communicating with people. Now, where can you go if you wanted to get an ad spot 
placed on Hot 97 or 105.1 or major network, where how much do you think how much do you think it's gonna cost for you to run an ad there? Hmm? How much do you think it's gonna it's gonna cost if you've got if you want to place an ad on Ellen? It's like 50 grand for 30 seconds. 50 grand. And people, I, I don't know, I've always been, I don't mind being on the on the on the front end. What's up, Nia? I don't mind being on the front end. Like Nia is an author. She's on here as well. She's got a book out. If you haven't um checked out her book, she said, you know what? She wanted to change the narrative. You think about triathletes as triathlon as a sport. Not enough black p- people in there as a sport. She says, you know what? Start when you early. How about I write a book, a children's book, so they can see, so a child can see themselves doing this thing that way they, they typically wouldn't be exposed to. And now they're doing it. So she said, I, you know, I thought about it. This is what I want to do. And she did it. I can't wait to get my book. I can't wait to get my book. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to swim. I can't wait to get my book. The whole idea of of saying, you know, being an early adopter, being an original, that's what I want. The middle is fat and safe. Like that's that's cushy. It's easy to blend in and you get lost in the middle. You get lost in the middle. What's in? Everybody's doing it. You ain't no diet. Everybody's doing it. So that pose thing is what really is like, yo, you can do you can shine, but don't, if everybody's doing the same thing, then you just, you're just duplicating what's out there. That's why I hate sketches. I really, I really don't like sketches because I couldn't imagine you go and you go to school for design. You want to create and then you get this job and you're replicating Nike. You're replicating Hoka. If I'm a creative person, I'm, if I'm there, I got to get this job and this is what I'm doing. I'm thinking about my exit strategy. I'm not staying. So I, I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I'm just thinking my gut tells me the turnover is high. My gut tells me that people are there and they're thinking, I got to get out of here because this I want to work in another division. This just replicating what Nike is doing. Like, come on. This is what you're doing. This is what you want to do? You want to you just want to do that? You don't want to originate? You don't want to collaborate? You don't want to continue to grow? You just want to I just want to I just want to do what Nike's doing. Let's just wait. What y'all doing today? We just going to wait to see what Nike's putting out then we're going to copy that. That's the mantra? That is so and and they got money. Early on I could see them doing that what they starting or whatever. But they have money. There is no reason for them to be copying and just knocking off somebody else's stuff. That's stupid. That's just lazy. Come on. That's just lazy. Like, I had to have rejects. That's all my mother and them had. You know, they, it was on a limited budget. But rejects came with a song. You remember the song? Rejects. They make your feet feel fine. Rejects. I'm going to say cost $1.99. Get your rejects. Get your rejects. Get your rejects. I can't, I can't tell you. Let me hurry up before John. I can't be late. It's responsible. I got to be there on time. Listen, I love you all. Don't be, don't be comfortable in the middle. 
Please don't be comfortable in the middle. Don't be a bandwagoner. Wait till it's all hot and then come on. And now they're on to the next thing. What are they doing with their fanny packs now? Huh? I never liked fanny packs. I didn't like them when they first came out. And the only fanny pack I wear is when I'm putting water inside of the pack. And I didn't get one just because everybody else got a fanny pack. I don't care if it was Louis Vuitton, Gucci. I'm not buying a fanny pack because I don't like a fanny pack. I'm not putting something wrapped. I'm not buying something I don't like just for the sake of saying, yo, I'm rocking it. I'm like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else. You weren't put on this planet to be a, a, a duplicate. You're an original. Stand out. I'm out.